Let's hear from the coach. This is Behind the Beard with Bobby Smirniotis, Forge FC head coach and sporting director. Now, the woman who takes us there, here's Mackenzie Barwell on the Forge Audio Network. Yeah, you see the computer and you know that it's going to be... Yeah, you just have to be prepared. Something good. For rapid fire back. <laughs> true, true. I feel like in past I've been the one... Ah, oh, I... You're right. Boomerang. It is a boomerang effect. Okay, I feel like I'm on top of my game right now, and this this interview will be more so... You, well, actually, you always find a way to spin it back to me, so yes. I guess I'm, no one's safe. No one's safe here. Okay, so... For this episode, it's going to be coming out next week. So we're filming this in advance and putting that out there now. But when we release this, um, the following home game will be your 150th match with Forge. So in my 150th match. Yes. Oh, interesting. Is, was that? Did you just figure that out now when I said that? Yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations I don't in count. advance. Okay, you don't count. <laughs> you don't have a tally every time. That no. you, okay, totally fair. Um, so. In honor. When I'm done coaching, somebody can make a Yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. We'll come back for behind the beard. But um, in honor of the accomplishment, we are going to do some reminiscing today. Ah, okay? Very so nice. I'm going to say, like, okay, best moment in a specific category, and then you can tell me your response. Got it. Makes sense? Now, we have to start by reflecting on your first game with Forge. So walk us through what that was like. What do you remember from it? Yeah, inaugural season uh, 2019, first game for Forge, first game for this league. It's, uh, it was quite a special day. You know, in, uh, in preparation for it, it's, uh, in one way it was like you were playing a final. Yeah, um, yeah. And all the excitement that was going on around the league, the excitement of this uh, beautiful stadium being being filled. I think there was 18,000 here on that on that opening day. Wow, and it was just, really? Yeah, it was oh just an electric atmosphere. I remember yeah. walking out for warm-up and, you know, here we are. Um, and not so much personally for me, but for for Canadian soccer. You know, being somebody who was involved in in the game for so many years before and the development of players, and uh, you're now have this league that's going to provide all these players, a lot of them um, who the year before weren't professionals, uh, an ability to perform and 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 show the country how much uh, skill uh, uh, exists around the country. So I think that was. Uh, how special that moment was for me. Yeah, that must be a core memory now, looking back. Who are some of the coaches? Because Joe was with you at that point as well, right? Is he the only one that still coaches with you? Yeah, Coach uh, Joan was there. Uh, Jelani uh, was on right. the bench yes. as, uh, in that first <laughs> game as a, as a team manager. You know, maybe he wanted to play too. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a story for another day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the two guys. And, uh, you know, Joe Hanley, our equipment, equipment manager, was mm -hmm. there. Um, in that first year, so there's a lot of us still around, along with I believe seven players from this current squad, okay, um, who were there on uh, on opening day. Now Jelani's next door. Yes, it bothers is. us for this podcast. Yeah, one it's perfect. Couple of days you'll have to put on your uh, behind the the scenes uh, recordings. <laughs> with we're her. actually going to have to do an entire episode yes, on that. Director of soccer operations yeah. and seeing what interesting things he has to say or not. Do you guys think he had anything interesting to say yesterday? They're shaking their heads. No, <laughs> that's for another day, though. Okay, yeah, it's kind of a full circle moment, I guess. Now he's right there. Okay, ready. Now we're going into our specific moments. All right, here we go. Best comeback moment. Oh, tough one. I'd I know. say Conga yeah. uh, Calf League 2021 against Motagua. Um, here at home, we're down 2-0 in the semifinals, and we tie it up in the 92nd minute with Kwame Awuwa's goal to make it 2-2. Oh, my God. Giving us a lifeline to go down into Honduras and uh, dream big to try and make a final. 
Oh, wow. Okay. It's quite the energetic game. I believe yeah, no that kidding. was at the end of November, beginning of Dece December. It was quite the year. So then, wow. I was going to ask you what your best CONCACAF moment has been, but would you say that or something else? Best CONCACAF moment? Uh, I'd say qualifying for Champions League. 3-0 win here against uh, Santos de Guapiles from Costa Rica. Um, we go up in Costa Rica 1-0. We end up losing the game 3-1 and uh, to advance. Uh, we needed either 2-0 victory at home or anything above that. And we've scored three brilliant uh, goals in that game. And the energy in the stadium was absolutely electric. And, you know, we created history that day being, uh, you know, first team from this league to uh, to qualify for Champions League. Uh, you can give me all the trophies in the world, but uh, I love continental football. Yeah, that was a big yeah. day. Wow. Oh, I wish I was there. Why did I just come excellent, this season? Excellent three goals. Omar Brownie in the first half. Uh, Mobabuli on an excellent volley from Omar in the second oh, half. And then Emery Welshman uh, playing Josh Navarro inside the six uh, to finish it off at 3-0. Wow. And quite the moment. Um, actually saw the uh, the opponent coach this year while we were in Costa Rica. No way. Oh He's my He's working with the national programs. He remembers those games and, you know, how good the games were. And, uh, how was you that know, interaction? Yeah, no, to be honest, to be honest, it was, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, we had some yeah. good memories. You know, he was talking a lot about guys like Becker and different players on our team. So it, sure. it was, it was great to see that as well. Cool. So that was in Costa Rica, you said this past year? This past, in this, uh, preseason. Pre yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So looking at goals, can you, point out one moment jaw-dropping goal moment i'll pick two okay one for individual brilliance and one for like a collective team, a team good call, maybe good i'll call. go yeah you could go every year with something so year one we have an absolute fantastic goal um playing against york here at home uh, i think we've exchanged 10 to 12 passes uh, becker's hit a diagonal ball we've crossed it to the back post and it was just another ball Back across the net and a goal and all of that was done, I think, with the last six passes, one touch football um, from our end to the other. And then individual brilliance, you go back to year one with Cadell Thomas's goal versus the Valor here at home. I don't think many of us have ever seen something like that. Uh, it was just something magical and a day where I think the temperature reached about 49 on the field. Oh my gosh, you're serious. The only game... Uh, that was that I, at home, sorry? It was at okay, home. Yeah. It's the only game of, I guess, 150 that I've ever worn shorts on the sidelines. <laughs> so crazy moment for the goal, but also for your game day fit. There you go. Okay, wow. Next one. Um, best flag in the battalion. Best flag in the battalion. So from all those things, we're still waiting for Dom to score. If Dom scores, we riot. <laughs> yeah, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Apparently a riot. Has that been there since 2019? That's been there since 2019. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. I thought yes. that was just this season that that nope, came. Nope, that's uh, been around here for a while. So that's got to be... That's always one I look at and I'm waiting for Dom to score. Yeah. They're, they're going to rush the field or something like that? Possibly. We don't know. Please, if you're watching this and you're on the battalion, please comment. I was. I thought you might mention the one with your face because we just had the conversation. But yeah, there's been a couple of those. But yeah. I'll go with something that goes with the players. Okay, fair enough. Um, best battalion chant? Best have they evolved at all? Sorry to interrupt, but have yeah. they evolved? Okay. Yeah, every year there's something different. Something uh, I think they're all great. I think... Uh, you know, whenever they are mixing in the, the various players and so on. Obviously, we're in the game and we're involved. You can hear them in the in the background. In the background, yeah. I think they do. They do a great job. They do a great job of bringing up something new about uh, our players <laughs> yeah. and, of course, about our opponents. Yeah. 
So so you can't point out a specific no, one in specific particular? One. Okay, fair enough. Ooh, what should I go for here? Funniest fan interaction. Funniest fan interaction. Have I had any funny fan interactions? No, I can't say funny, but I can say most enjoyable one. Okay, sure, yeah. Most enjoyable one, uh, finals 2022 in Ottawa. You know, we're, we're sitting there. We've just won our third championship. Uh, I think the most I've celebrated a win or anything was going back to qualifying for Champions League, even though we had won uh, two North Star Shields uh, to that moment. Uh, wow. We've won the third one. I'm looking over at the fans. Uh, they look fantastic. They're having the greatest time. And I go full sprint from about 30 meters <laughs> away, and I just jump into the crowd. I'm going to cry. These two are going to shed a tear, too. Did you, like, did you crowd surf them? <laughs> I was like, I'm doing this. <laughs> so you just, like, I just went in there. And you can ask the guys from the, the battalion. They were the ones that uh, caught you? That caught me up there, and it was uh, it was quite the fun time. Wow, wow. So do you remember anything after you jumped in, or was it just... You no, I think it was just uh, a lot of pandemonium yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, they didn't know who was, who was more surprised. I was that I did it or that uh, they had me in the crowd. It just took yeah. over. Wow. Exactly. Okay. That is a very notable fan yes. experience. That's a good one. Back to Dom Samuel. You know who you're talking about, how he bakes and brings things, yes. some stuff in every once in a while? Can you recall a specific <laughs> bake, baking baked good that Dom's brought in over the past couple of years that has been especially good? Any cookie that he brings in. Could be chocolate chip cookies, oatmeal cookies, a blend. Dom, um, come. He needs no, a sponsor uh, behind the beer. No peanut butter or anything like that because yeah. of his allergies. But, uh, but chocolate still. chip is his thing. Okay. They're quite good. How about best um, or most favorite Kyle Becker memory? Favorite Kyle Becker memory? With the two of you guys. First championship uh, year one. Nice. You know, just after that game and uh, him being one of the first players, obviously for one of the first two signings of this club and, and you know, having him come into this uh, to this league to, to help build uh, what we wanted on the field with all of our past history uh, as him as a professional and, and helping him and guiding him in his, in his professional career. Now being able to work with him in the professional game and, uh, you know, winning the North Star Shield in the inaugural season, that's something you can only do once. Mm -hmm. that's history that doesn't repeat itself you know you can win a trophy every year uh, but as the league came up with there was always going to be one forever first um, that is us and that was a special moment for me and uh, you know having him on the field being the captain wow so cool and I think also now knowing that you guys have have built like this personal relationship too because one of the first conversations I had with Kyle was about our podcast that we were doing and I was like how do I make it better? Like, what do I ask him? And he's like, well, you know, he was at my wedding. So if you need to know anything about Bobby, there you go. ask me. <laughs> so now he has a kid too. So to see that, like, that must be cool. Okay. 100%. Next one. Most bizarre pregame routine that you have seen from a player? Most bizarre pregame routine. Yeah, so we have a, uh, a couple. Um, <laughs> I know of a couple. We've yeah, we got uh, Borges and uh, Dom Samuel with their basketball routine. What? Um, right before uh, kickoff, and then you have. Uh, Hold G on, you can't just say that what? and then not elaborate. What are you talking about? Their basketball finger roll. Routine? Oh, their finger roll. Yeah, uh, apparently they're going for layups before the game. <laughs> right, so if okay. you haven't seen it, you might as well pay attention. Yeah, seriously. Um, okay. Right before, uh, right before kickoff, and uh, then you have a little routine uh, between uh, G Tristan Henry mm -hmm. and uh, our equipment manager Joe Hanley. What do they? What do they do? It's. Uh, 
you know, it's kind of like passing the baton, but they're passing the water bottle and the towel, and oh. they've got their little routine they do. I think I right may have seen that now that you say it. There you go. Two okay. things to pay attention to. <laughs> so when you say this layup thing, are they just doing a finger roll on the field? That is correct. There oh. is no basketball net. I was like, where are they hooping at Tim Hortons Field? <laughs> Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And Rama haircut. I'm still, I'm never getting over that. I am not letting this one go. Rama gets a haircut every game day. Yeah, that's commitment. It's got to look fresh. Do you? Yes. <laughs> game day, a couple of days before the game. Got to look good. <laughs> got to keep it polished. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. This is bad. Every time She's I the host, by the way. Huh? She's the one that's supposed to be keeping it together. This happens so often, and right when I start laughing, it's uncontrollable, so I'm going to get it together here. Most memorable home match. Most memorable home match. Uh, or maybe a situation from a home match that you can recall. It's a tough one. Played a Canadian championship final here mm -hmm. against the TFC. In the end of the day, that doesn't go our way, um, you know, in a shootout. Uh, but I thought it was another... Uh, historic day for, for, for our club uh, in that game with a great crowd. I think it was 12 to 14,000. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's that's another one because that was a memorable day. Again, us being the first club in, uh, in the CPL to compete for the Canadian Championship uh, final. And, uh, you know, it's just something that we always wanted to do. We always wanted to make sure we put ourselves in a position uh, to compete for championships. On that day, it didn't go our way, but I think it was a great day for our club. Yeah, 100%. I think I agree because it's just in meeting everyone this year, they still talk about it and reminisce on that match. So I, I believe you. Um, funniest or, mm, yeah, maybe not funniest, but press conference memory. <laughs> conference memory. you make some you have some funny one-liners i felt like there there's got to be one do you remember one uh one some of your one-liners yeah. uh yeah we were talking about it the other day okay about the circus and like yes funniest uh press conferences you know whether you've had a good game or not the best game you come away with it you know everyone's showing up there in the end you know they're doing a very good job of getting the information out there and so on. So you need to make sure that uh, you also provide him with something extra sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so it's something you look to do. Has has it always been on club level? Because since I've been here, we've been doing it in front of the fans. But is that new? That is new. That's uh, that's this year. Before that, uh, we would do it in our uh, small, uh, I guess, uh, media room Yeah, yeah. Um, down here. And I think it's great that, uh, that we go upstairs um, and do that. Uh, Maybe it takes a little bit too much time, and then not all the fans are there. But that's for the league to figure out. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Get everything done a little bit, uh, a little bit quicker. Um, but I think it's a great initiative that we've done this year to do that uh, upstairs, and and it gives uh, supporters who up in the club level, you know, an opportunity to stick around and and hear a few more things. You know, I'm trying to think of anything interesting. Concacaf's always been interesting with press conferences, right. especially when you're. Uh, when you're in in Central America, because you you get a lot of questions, a lot of people on these calls, um, their media is absolutely excellent. You know, you head down to play in Honduras, and they're waiting for you at the airport. Um, you know, you've got oh, cameras, wow. you've got reporters, and yeah. and that's football culture. Um, and you know, you you want to see that here. You want to see it, and it's good form. And sometimes 
not in its negative form, but in its critical form. Mm-hmm. I think it mm-hmm. makes us all better as coaches and players. Uh, you know, it's not all uh, sunshine in sports, but you have to see the other side. So it's always been fun for me being in the, in all the years being in CONCACAF yeah. and just having that swarm of, uh, of the reporters from down there and how much they know about the team and what they're looking for and how they're trying That's to pry. really interesting. And how they're trying to pry information yeah. and how you dodge some bullets. It must be complete opposite oh. from what we do in the post-match press conference. I love it. Yeah. Now, you know, you can sit in the club level and people are eating their popcorn and yeah. watching you answer questions. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so according to my calculations, <laughs> you Do we have any more questions? Uh, it's coming, yeah. Okay. I'm just providing some context All for right. this next okay. one. Uh-huh. Uh, I <laughs> so this match, the next home match, that uh-huh. one will be your 150th. But okay. you have been with Forge for 154 matches. Ooh. So... <laughs> According I definitely to my didn't have the stomach flu on those four matches. <laughs> exactly. We need to we need to uncover what was going on because supposedly you were getting your certification for two of those games, right? A coaching certification. One. One. One of those games. Please, please tell us where have you been for those three matches? Sometimes you just have to take a break. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to watch the game from upstairs. <laughs> you wanted to voluntarily. Yeah, let, yeah, let one of the staff members just be on the ground, take a look from from upstairs, and have zero contact with the bench because obviously it's not allowed. For sure. <laughs> have a follow up. Favorite favorite card that you've received. Favorite card that I've received. Concacaf League uh, in Honduras against Marathon. Um, I think you know by our accounts there may have been eight to nine minutes of injury time. To be added, you know, if 0-0 game, uh, sorry, 1-0, we're losing to Marathon. If we tie the game up, goes into penalties, qualify for for Champions League with that game. Um, we're playing, we're trying to figure something out to, to try and get a goal. And the fourth <laughs> official puts up his sign for three minutes. Um, oh. So I think I let them know what I kind of <laughs> felt about their mathematics. And, you know. Addition, subtraction, it's usually an easy thing, you know, one plus one equals two. (laughs) Nine minutes of a player down during the injury means you add plus nine minutes. Yes, yeah. Apparently it was plus three. So they signal for three minutes. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about math and that was that. (laughs) Civil conversation on the sideline. Yeah, 100%. One in Spanish, one one in English. Maybe I mixed in some Greek because it was maybe closer to Spanish. And, you know... Got to try and communicate. Right, right. Yes. So, did you end up watching the rest of the game from the upstairs, or you were? Well, the rest of the game was, uh, you know, pretty what much was it? over. It was I guess at five that point. minutes or so on. Took me a while to walk to the tunnel. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's pretty memorable. What year was that? That uh, was twenty twenty one. Okay. Nope. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So COVID. COVID. Oh. Well, uh, we had finished playing in the uh, the island games and uh, and won our second championship and. Uh, you know, everyone else shut down. Our team was uh, was still playing, traveling through all of CONCACAF from one bubble to quarantine, yeah, coming yeah. back to spending uh, 10 days in Dominican preparing. Um, How weird was that, playing which, in the bubble? Playing on which one? That COVID year in general. Yeah, it was fun because you were playing and you were, okay. you were doing things. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you look at the first time in uh, in PEI and you look back at it, I thought it was uh, it was a fantastic just uh, memory and experience mm-hmm. and and what we did and uh, you know obviously when you win, it uh, it makes it better. Um, and then after that, 
you know, we've gone into Central America and spent uh, about 10 days in El Salvador because we weren't able to play a home game. So we had to play both of our games, home and away in El Salvador. Um, oh, my God. So if you want a memorable moment, it's uh, the lights going out in uh, leg number one in the stadium, waiting for them to turn back on um, as we're winning that game. And then in leg number two, the absolute torrential downpour, <laughs> thunderstorm, lightning striking. In El Salvador? Yeah. Yep. In San Salvador. Uh, maybe lightning may have hit the field or not. Oh, we don't know. The, the there was a moment where you were The like... stadium was shaking. We were inside. And CONCACAF officials, you know, after I think some, you know, there may have been some rocks falling, said, you know, well, we're going to start this game in five minutes. So we've, what? we've lived through some great moments in CONCACAF. Wow. Holy, there was rocks falling? Well, well the stadium was shaking. Okay. <laughs> so Most important thing is we advanced. We're alive. We moved on to the next round and, uh, you know, flew straight out from uh, El Salvador to Panama, where we spent another 12 days. Because if we'd come back to Canada, we'd have to quarantine right. for 14 days. So wow, perks of COVID. No, I probably so shouldn't say that. But we advance kinda. and uh, Jelani is quickly uh, rerouting our flights or <laughs> had everything on standby to get us from El Salvador. <laughs> to Panama, which turned out great. Ten yeah. days in uh, in Panama on a on a rooftop, um, because COVID wow. restrictions, nobody going anywhere. Ten o'clock so curfews. Cool. Okay, so where did? Wow, would you say that was one of your most memorable away trips? Yeah, we've had a few. Yeah, <laughs> we've had a few. Oh, by the way, I did check in with Chris and Kalanga, or, or, or sorry, Chris and Seba about the uh, whole Emer scooter situation. Yes. Apparently, the scooters were glitching. They weren't like allowing them to drop them off because there's a map that shows where you're allowed to, and it will give you a check mark if you can. And Seba was like, "Mine had the check mark, so I just left." There you go. <laughs> okay, one last thing. No more questions, unless you feel like I've missed something. Do you feel like I've missed it? No, I think we hit some uh, nice Concacaf story stories okay. there. Good. Um, <laughs> So I was brainstorming with some of my coworkers before we started this because we were trying to think of what we could ask you. And somebody shared a funny moment for you <laughs> prior to Forge in your Sigma days. And I just wanted to get your take on this story and if you know we can confirm that it's accurate or not. Okay. So picture this, Sigma camp, coaches versus kids game. You get the ball. Apparently there's these two twins who are just absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, pressure's high. Everybody's watching. You get the ball. You start dribbling. One of the Garcia twins comes in, slide tackles you. Only ball. You go flying. He gets possession. The kids just start screaming. Can you confirm that that happened? <laughs> there was a very uh, strong slide tackle. That is correct. <laughs> Do you remember any airtime? I, I think uh, I can't remember which one it was, uh, <laughs> but they both were were players who really like to tackle hard, and I think they would blank out and not know who they were going at yeah, yeah, yeah. in moments uh, in the game. But yes, that was a while ago. Yeah, that one's coming from the archives, there I think. There you go. That's, well, here are we, 23? That's got to be like a 2012, 2013 type of story. Really? Yes. Okay, can you guess who would have told me that then? Who would have told you that in here? Yeah, yeah. Like an hour ago. Somebody who was around for Sigma may have played for you at one point. Yeah, of course. Now works here. Nico. Yes. Nico. <laughs> Nico, yes. Sorry to expose you, Nico, yeah, yeah. but, you know, we got to do it. Yes, it was Nico. Hmm. Would you ever do a...
players versus coaches match now? Uh, we're too good. Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. God forbid the bicycle kick comes out again. <laughs> Sorry. Have you seen the bicycle seen kick? I've never seen it. You said I would never see it in my lifetime. No, not anymore. <laughs> Should have asked Nico about it. I know. He was the one. Another exposing moment. He was the one who yes. said that that happened. Nico's seen a lot. How about for two, the 200th match, a bobby bike? <laughs> I don't know. When's that going to happen? 200? Next year? Yeah. Please. What do I have to do? It's a possibility. Okay, fine. You heard it here first. We may need a mat on the ground. You know, I need to... Good thing I know how to break do my fall a little you bit better these days. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Air time was quite big when you were uh, when I was younger. <laughs> now maybe what I'll do get you a contract, two hundredth match, Bobby bicycle kick. Yeah. I can do your autograph now. A contract. I will sign it for you. But contract means I'm getting something for it. No. <laughs> so why would I sign something? You get to show the people. This is something that needs to be out in the world. I don't think people want to see it. Right Everybody now. wants to see it. Are you kidding me? When Nico said that upstairs, everyone was like, "What? Bobby bicycle kicks?" So, anyways, you'll get cred. Is what is cred. what you'll get. <laughs> I don't do cred anymore. I'm past that stage this of my life. This episode's over. Stay tuned. Uh, match two hundred. Perfect. This has been Behind the Beard with Mackenzie Barwell and Bobby Smyrniotis. If you like what you heard, please like, follow, subscribe, comment, and share.